I talk a lot about bid caps and why I like them so much for media buying. And today on the show, I am going to answer your bid cap questions in a special bonus episode AMA suggested by somebody to me on Twitter who said, hey, why don't you do, I mean, people have all these questions about how to run your media budget with bid caps. Should, should you just help us out by answering all of our questions on Twitter? And I said, well, I don't have time for Twitter, but I'll put together uh, a question tweet. People can submit their questions there and I'll record a podcast about it. And that is what this bonus episode is right now. Bidcaps AMA, if you've been wondering about how to run your Meta Ads account on Bidcaps, I'm gonna to try to answer all of the most detailed questions that I possibly can. Let's dive in. All right, I'm going to quickly remind you what Bidcaps are so you know Bidcaps are a method of buying your media on Meta Ads where you tell Meta, here's the maximum amount of money I would like to pay for a conversion. And so Meta then bids in the auction to try to get you your conversions, your customer acquisition cost, or under that cost, okay? It's that simple. So you give, let's say, your max uh, amount you'd like to pay for a new customer is 100 bucks, according to the optimization method you've chosen. Then you tell you tell Meta, here's my bid cap, $100, and Meta will try to get you at $100 or less. Try to get you your conversions at $100 or less. That's what a bid cap is. And the idea is that you can scale as much as you possibly can, as long as you're hitting that target, right? So uh, typically the way I would set this up is to be, have a very big budget and tell Meta, go get me as, spend as much of that budget as you can, as long as you are getting me my conversions at or under my price, okay? That's a distinguished from cost caps. Cost caps give you an average outcome. So if you say $100 as a cost cap, Meta may bid above that at times and below that at times, and ultimately get you an average of $100, you're likely to spend more money, also now called a cost per result goal in your Meta ads manager, but that's the distinction between those. Met, uh, cost caps give you an average, bid caps give you a maximum, okay? So those are the two different tools. There's some advantages to cost caps that some people could point to. I prefer bid caps significantly. I'm not even gonna get into that right now unless somebody asks a question. I actually don't know, but we'll go from there. So, okay, let's dive in to the questions. Question number one from my good friend, Jess Bachman, whose episode on my podcast actually is an episode that people really love. So go check that out. Link is in the show notes on his creative testing and creative strategy approach to learning from the data being offered him or being given to him in an ad account and developing new creative based on that data. I think it's, it's the best considered version of that approach to meta ads I've ever heard. So go check out Jess's episode, okay? All right, links in the show notes there, like I said. Jess's question. Do you have multiple ad sets at different caps or just one cap, okay? Just one cap. And this is a reference to my account structure when I'm running bid caps. I try as much as possible to keep as few campaigns as possible I have one account that's going to spend in November, the time of recording this, it's going to spend, I don't know, a million and a half bucks or something like that for the month. And for most of the month, it has been one campaign. I guess actually for Black Friday, there's some separate Black Friday time limited campaigns. But otherwise, the vast majority of that's there. You know, it's possible to, to build your account structure to have very, very few campaigns. It's not what I always do, but it's what I do here. So what do I do in terms of bids per at different ad set levels. I think what Jess is really asking is, would you put multiple ad sets in the same campaign at different bid numbers? And my answer is yes, I do it all the time, including the account I just referenced. And the reason is that I'm setting my bid cap relative to my AOV. This is a really important thing to get right when you're running bid caps. When you're running bid caps, your CAC is going to be relative to your AOV. Sim sim simple way to think about this would be, if you have a $100 AOV on one set of products in your SKU set and a $200 AOV on another set of products, and you're running ads for your $100 AOV product over here and $200 product over here. A $50 CAC on $100 AOV is a two to one ROAS. A $100 CAC 
on a on a two hundred dollar AOV is a two to one ROAS, and therefore it's very likely that those two different products have very different CAC targets. And so I am structuring my ad sets so that my products are hopefully my AOVs across the ads in a given ad set are going to come in about the same number, close enough anyway. And then I'm setting my ads my bid cap the ad set level relative to that AOV and relative to the unit economics with that AOV, right? So if I have uh, you know, 70 points of margin on a product and my bid cap is going to reflect that 70 points of margin. And so let's say it's a hundred dollar AOV and we'll just make this easy. If it's going to be a break even, break even, it, let's say my goal is break even on first purchase. I'm going to set my bid cap so that I try to get a $70 CAC on a $100 AOV. Let's say I have the exact same margin on my $200 AOV uh, then uh, as a percentage. Then in that case, I'd set it to $140 as the bid cap there. And I would have no problem running those in the same campaign. I may separate them out for the ease of management or something, but yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't have any problem running those in the same campaign because optimization happens at the ad set level. They'll both spend fine. So there's that. That's, I think that's relatively on the margins, whether or not you have to, whether or not that makes a big difference, uh, like separating those different campaigns or, or anything like that. I think it's, it's probably going to be okay to keep those things together because again, optimization happens at the ad set level. So it's not a huge deal whether or not you're doing that way. All right. There's that. Greg Carey, my great friend from More Staffing, actually, uh, who runs his own e-commerce business in the US, actually the genesis of More Staffing, my sponsor for this episode and for every episode of my podcast right now. The genesis is that Greg built up his very successful e-commerce business, Section 119, with a team almost entirely built in the Philippines and saw how revolutionary it was to find incredible professionals in the Philippines building his business and said, why don't we do this for other businesses? There's, these are great employees. They cost me less money. I get to pay them well. Everybody wins. So, so Greg asked the question, our CAC always ends up being 2x other campaigns, presumably in bid caps he's referring to. How do we troubleshoot? No idea what we are doing wrong. All right, this is a kind of question I get a lot. What about, what about my specific setup? How come my CAC is not coming in where I want it to come in with my bid caps, et cetera? And of course, it's impossible for me to answer this question without looking at your account. So I'll say that first. But there are a couple things. That he, he asked the question, how do we troubleshoot? There are a couple of things that I would want to look at here really specifically. The first is, I find bid caps um, don't work very well when mixed with auto budgets. And the reason for that, I think, is fairly simple. If you're running a bunch of auto spend in your ad account, auto budgets, and then you're running bid caps as well, what you're basically telling Meta is, let's say you've got $5,000 a day in auto budget, and then you've got bid caps on top of that. What you're telling Meta is you must spend $5,000, okay? And Meta's going to go try and spend that money as efficiently as possible. That's what the way your auto budget works. It's going to try and distribute that money as efficiently as possible. Okay. And then you're telling the bid cap, now go get me any extras from there. And this sometimes, let's say you're sort of the amount of money you could spend on a given day at or under your target. Um, theoretically, given the creative you have and all those things, it's $5,500. You're, you're telling Meta at that point, only use my bid caps on that last 500 bucks. And now, now imagine that your AOV is $250. That means Meta is going to have two potential purchases per day in your bid cap campaign. And it's never really going to get the learning piled up that it needs to feed the metrics, the machine learning that are going to um, make bid caps work effectively. Bid caps need data. Um, and I think Facebook is very fast at getting this data. I actually think it'd probably be okay in that situation, but it may also have some daily variability. So what may actually look like 2x CAC on a given day is actually just because you're running it to a very small sample. And when you have that small of samples, it's going to, some days are going to look really good. Some days are going to look really bad, right? So you might get one purchase on one of those days and three the next day, and you need two per day, right? Uh, at your $250 AOV or whatever. I might've done that math wrong, but you get the idea. When you're piling up that few purchases, one day it's going to look like a $500 CAC and the next day it's going to look like, 
you know, a hundred dollar CAC or whatever, and it may net out to be the exact same, but, but ultimately it's going to be some variation there. So that's the first thing. I just think that in general, the tool doesn't work that well when you do that. If you do want to dip your toes in the water of bid caps, my recommendation without like fully committing, my recommendation would be to drop your auto budgets quite a bit below what they were at before, but not completely to zero. This can work fine. I think eventually, hopefully it'll move all the way over. I think it's a more effective plan in general, but let's say you're spending $5,000 a day. It would be reasonable to spend $2,000 a day on your auto budget and then put the rest into your bid cap, you know, assume bid caps will spend the rest. That's still going to give up plenty of spend to kind of get moving. Uh, my accounts, wherever possible, are 100% cost controlled, usually with bid caps. Occasionally, I'll run some other tools um, when it's helpful, but there you go. So the first thing is there. I would think about how you're allocating the spend in each portion. The second thing that I would uh, think about here is your optimization and your um, measurement and your attribution. One of the ways people get really confused about this is that they don't understand clearly the relationship between one-day click optimization seven-day click optimization, and 28-day attribution. In meta ads, you can only optimize for one-day click or seven-day click uh, in terms of, and uh, you know, you can show more than that, but your optimization for bid caps is going to happen at that level, one-day click or seven-day click level. And most people are defaulted into a seven-day click, one-day view attribution setting. I believe the, the true optimization there actually only optimizes against your conversions. I don't really know because I have not had view attribution in my dashboard for years, like probably for seven years. I have not had, uh, maybe longer, maybe since the entire time I've run ads. I have no idea why you would put view attribution in your dashboard at this point. It makes no sense to me. It is clearly mostly not incremental and clearly is not going to be that helpful to you to figure out what's going on in your ad account. You should really work on a click basis, even if you recognize that click attribution may be a little bit narrower than the truth. But anyway, that's a side discussion. The point is, start by looking at that. If you set your bid cap to, let's say, $100, because that's what you think your target is, but you're at a one-day click optimization, what's actually going to happen there is that your true cap is, should come in actually quite a bit lower than you think. Because if you set it for a $100 bid cap on day one, then over time, you will get delayed purchases off of those clicks, and your actual CAC will go down over that time because you'll get more purchases without any more spend. Okay? And that's the way that will work. And some, so sometimes there's just like a measurement problem here. And, and this is like, this is the thing I would go check. If you need a hundred, let's say a hundred dollar CAC, let's say that's the, the, the CAC that you're willing to pay. Uh, if you need that, that probably actually means that you don't need a hundred dollar CAC on day one. You probably need like $130 CAC on day one and can assume that from day one to day 28, you'll add purchases and that there'll be that delayed purchase behavior, sometimes previously called delayed attribution multiplier. You'll get delayed purchase behavior over time and it will net out at the end. Now, that's the opposite problem, actually, of what Greg is asking. Greg is saying, how come my CAC is higher in this case than it should be? And in this case, I don't really know. I mean, I think it's possible that you, you're running those bid caps against the wrong products and that maybe it's coming in. I don't know. It shouldn't. I mean, there shouldn't be a situation where your bid caps are spending consistently, getting out of small sample size land and ultimately getting you to a point where, where it's consistently coming in over your target. I've almost never seen bid caps really consistently outspend a ton of money over the target. I've seen it in one case recently, there was like an overspend of about 10 grand in an account that I was working on, maybe five, it's kind of hard to say, on an account that I was working on, but it was really isolated to one sort of weird ad where the click-through rate was super high, but it really didn't convert at all, uh, kind of out of nowhere. So, um, so yeah, I don't know why that would be the case, but that's what I'd start looking at. Optimization settings, attribution settings, understanding that relationship between one, seven, and 28-day click in your optimization and in your measurement. Um, the simple thing you can look at here, by the way, would be to um, go into your meta ads manager, 
look at your compare attribution settings drop down on the on your column drop down look at compare attribution settings and just put those in your column set so look at you know check the one day click seven day click and 28 day click buttons eliminate the view attribution from there and, and go from there okay there's that all right are Barry Hot, the great Barry Hot, aren't bid caps? This is a, this is a, a more forceful argument against my position that you should be using bid caps here. Barry Hot, aren't bid caps and cost caps just allowing you to spend more when there's already more sales due to external forces like email pushes, organic social, or press? So basically, what Barry's suggesting is that perhaps, and this is an argument I've heard elsewhere in against cost controls, that sort of Cost controls scoop up bottom funnel traffic, but they don't actually generally spend more. They don't spend more unless unless there's some kind of external source warming your traffic in advance and therefore spending more money. And my short answer to Barry's questions, aren't bid caps and cost caps just allowing you to spend more when there's already more sales due to external forces? That's the question. My answer is no. <laughs> it's really simple. And there's a couple of ways that I know that. The first is I have multiple ad accounts that I have scaled like massively uh, entirely on bid caps that really don't have any external traffic sources. And so it's just sort of impossible. That's the mechanism at play in this case. But more to the point, I don't really understand how this would uniquely apply to bid caps and not to auto budgets. So if it's the case that your auto budgets, um, the thing to remember here is that a bid cap or a cost cap are both actually running on the same optimization as an auto budget. They're just putting a governor on it. Sometimes people will say, don't use bid caps, use lowest cost. And strictly speaking, that distinction is actually wrong. Bid caps are lowest cost advertising or the new language, highest volume optimization, as opposed to highest value optimization, which is, you know, where you're optimizing not for the lowest cost conversion, but for the highest value conversion, potentially with a minimum ROAS target on it. Okay. Highest volume or lowest cost bidding in Facebook is one of two ways to optimize your bidding. It's either go for the lowest CAC or go for the highest AOV, highest order value, okay? And so lowest cost ads, whether you're running auto bids or manual bids, cost control bids, uh, are the same. So ultimately, if you are if you're auto bidding and let's say you have a whole bunch of warm traffic from, let's say you get a giant piece of PR, all right? Imagine your solo stove and you just had the Snoop Dogg thing go viral, you know, Snoop going smokeless or whatever, giving up smoke, that whole thing, right? Now, suddenly there's all this traffic in the top of your funnel. It's all a little bit warmed up to your brand. It's likely that in some way that traffic is going to be warmer and more likely to purchase than if you had all of that traffic as cold traffic. Okay, so maybe in that case, your in-platform click-based ROAS will look, uh, will look uh, better than usual. And that's going to be true whether you auto-bid or whether you run cost caps or whether you run bid caps. So the first thing I would say here, maybe the second thing I would say here is that it may be the case that a bid cap or cost cap campaign will spend more because your CAC will drive down because of that external traffic source. That's probably true. What I would say in that case is that that's a feature, not a bug. Like if you've got a bunch of warm traffic, you probably do want to spend on it. Now you may need to adjust your target in that case. You may need to adjust your target down because you don't want to double pay for something or whatever it is. But it's also possible that you don't want to do that. Okay. But actually in this case, the other thing I would say is that bid caps here are uniquely useful, even relative to cost caps where you've got a dynamic bid. Cost caps worry me a little more in this case because the way that cost caps work is, again, it gets you an average. And this is going to get into the weeds a little bit. But let's say, again, let's say you've got, you're trying for an average CAC of $100, which is what a cost cap would do, okay? Uh, this is the way a cost cap would work if you set it at 100 bucks, okay? If you've got an average CAC of $100, in that case, uh, 
Let's say suddenly there's a bunch of warm traffic that goes into your traffic pool, okay? And that means all of a sudden there are a bunch of $30 conversions that now are dumped into your pool of traffic that did not previously exist. What that means is Meta now has the freedom to go bid well above $100 for your purchases. Let's, uh, let's actually make the math easier. Um, let's say there are suddenly hundreds of $50 purchases. Okay, let's call them 100. $150 purchases that, were in, that are in your traffic pool that previously weren't there. And you want $100 cap. Suddenly, all those $50 purchases start piling up in your ad set. Okay, let's say 100 of them, like I said. Now, in that case, that means Meta can th could theoretically and actually may well do because Meta is going to bid dynamically, go get you 100, $150 CAC purchases in that same pool. And that's going to net out now at $100 cost cap, uh, $100 average for your cost cap, which is to say, and let's say those $150 purchases are actually not profitable for you. Let's say your profit break even point is 120 or let's call it 100 because that's the average that you set. Okay. Suddenly, the way you get to 100 is by lumping a bunch of bad conversions in with the good ones. And this is where Barry's concern is reasonable uh, because, uh, because all of a sudden there's going to be all of those purchases in the mix. Bid caps do not suffer from this problem. Bid caps are trying to get you uh, as many purchases as possible or under your target. So in the case that you get a bunch of $50 purchases all of a sudden piled up in the midst of that while you're going for $100 uh, top end, Ultimately, that didn't change your bidding structure for the, for the other purchases that are just sort of out there, right? People who didn't see your Snoop Dogg uh, ad, let's say, uh, or your Snoop Dogg viral moment, let's say all those people are just like regular cold traffic. Well, if they can convert for 95 bucks, uh, according to Meta's machine learning, they're going to go in there and Meta will just keep spending as long as, they're, as long as they're in that pile. And so I think bid caps, because they give you a top end, as long as you've set that correctly, you're in good shape. Now, you should certainly set your target relative to all the other things going on in your business. If you have tons and tons of organic traffic, it is very possible that you actually want to have a more conservative bid cap than somebody else. Whereas like if, you know, Meta's really your only source of cold traffic, your only source of prospecting traffic, then sure, like just sell it. Here's the price. Go get as many of those as possible. I still think that tends to be the right way to do things, especially on a click basis on Meta, etc. But yeah, I don't I don't see this as being really a problem at all. And ultimately, I would suggest that if anything, it is actually a value add from this. I also just think the notion that it's only spending more when there are those is just wrong. Like I said, that there I've seen plenty of cases, many, many, many times when bid caps spend more for all kinds of other reasons, the most notable of which is the weekend. Uh, on Sundays, there are, there's more user activity on the platform of, or on both platforms, Facebook and Instagram than usual. Bid caps allow you to scale up your spend on Sundays and some degree on Saturdays as well and scale it back down on weekdays when people are at work, et cetera, because it, instead of giving uh, an auto budget, this, the same budget every single day of the week. In fact, Meta is even now saying they will spend up to 75% above your auto budget in a given day in order to go capture higher amounts of traffic when it's available. So um, it's definitely not, that definitely doesn't explain the majority of why this happens. And any notion, I mean, I've seen this, this critique lobbied or lobbed in a few different places. I mean, I have one brand that was like, you know, 7x year over year revenue or something like that, driven by new customer acquisition, all bid caps. There was no external traffic source that was doing this. It just, it just is not a reasonable way to think about what's going on in most of these cases. Okay, so there's that. Anmar Jawad, uh, great, great, brilliant dude, Anmar Jawad. Anmar asks, when first dialing in the bid for an account that was previously on highest volume, how long do you give it, and that's also called lowest cost, how long do you give it to spend before opening up the bid? What does the process of opening up the bid tend to look like? 
Okay, so basically it's saying if you're switching over from an auto bid to a manual bid, to a bid cap, how long do you give it to spend before opening up the bid to make it go higher? My answer to this is probably, I wouldn't have any problem. I, don't, I wouldn't open up the bid here unless, unless my unit economics suggested that I should. The whole beauty of bid caps, I think, in this case, in most cases, is that you can set your bid relative to the cap target that makes sense for the economics of your business. And so uh, ultimately, like I said earlier, if, if you have a $100 AOV and you've got 70 points of margin and you want to get to break even on first purchase, well, then in that case, I'm going to set my bid cap to get me a $70 28-day click CAC. And ultimately, that's going to that's going to be where I set it. And that's that. I'm not, I don't really, I wouldn't scale up the bid for any particular reason or scale it down for any particular reason related to how I was spending in the budget before. I would base, I'd set my bids according to my uh, margin and that's kind of it. All right, Andre Lunev, who's been uh, talking about a lot of stuff going on with bid caps as he's made that switch over. Andre, I believe it's Dr. Andre Lunev. I think he has like a math degree or something. So, uh, but he's been, he's been weighing in on Twitter a bunch. And uh, again, another really smart guy. Uh, great question here. How do you work with bid caps on higher ticket products if your target CPA is around $250 to $300? Um, okay, well, there's two things I'd say here. The first is, as always, the same way I would do it, just like I said to Anmar a second ago, the same, I would do this the same way I would do anything, which is as long as there is, you know, I'd set my margin and set my, uh, do that according to my optimization timeline, whether it's one day click or seven day click with the recognition that 28 day click revenue is going to increase relative to my one day click or seven day click revenue. There's that delayed purchase behavior. I got to account for that in my bidding and in my optimization. Okay. So then if that's the case, uh, what do I do? Uh, well, my answer is I just bid like I usually would. I would just bid like I usually would. You know, if there's a longer consideration cycle or also if there are less purchases per ad set for these because it's your higher ticket item, something like that, this is probably where I would run seven day click instead of one day click because I want the ad set to collect more purchases and one day click is going to keep the optimization window narrower and therefore perhaps not work quite as well for collecting, you know, Meta suggests 50 purchases per week to get out of the learning phase. Even if that number is not exactly right, even if you sort of have some doubt about the effectiveness of the learning phase, there seems to me to be some logic to the idea that the more purchases that Meta gets, the better it's going to be able to train the machine learning to do this. And so, yeah, so I would probably say the short answer is run on seven day click. And if ultimately you're getting so few conversions that you can't get consistent spend, you may have to auto bid this. Um, if, if your behavior is that high, if your revenue is that high and the purchase volume is that low. It's really not about um, total spend volume. It really is about purchase volume because you need um, more volume potentially to get meta spending consistently. But again, even there, I think in most cases, meta is very good at learning pretty fast. And so that would be a rare case. Right. All right. Um, Ashwin Milwani, the great media buyer at uh, Obvi and the whole suite of brands, everything that those guys are doing, uh, Ron Akshaw and uh, Ron Shaw and like just in insane, insane set of things going on there. And Ash has become a friend, uh, which has been really fun. Ash asks, what do you do for a new brand entirely? Great question. What do you do for a new brand entirely? This depends on a lot of factors. It depends on my goals and my spend and my capitalization and all kinds of things. But let's assume I have some money to spend, but not endless money. Let's say I'm trying to get to $1,000 a day and that's going to be a bunch of purchases each day, whatever. My answer is I might set my bid caps a little bit higher than usual to start just to guarantee some spend in the very, very earliest days. But as always, I would set my bid caps relative to my unit economic targets and relative to the goals of my business. And then pretty quickly, pretty quickly, 
I would start spending at the bid cap that I proposed. And so I worked with a brand this year that spent, you know, uh, in the very low six figures last year on Facebook and was not even spending when, when I took over the account. So it's not a new brand entirely, but pretty new. And I just built the bid caps and went, you know, and it was kind of that simple. And so, um, and so, yeah, I, I wouldn't make many changes here with a new brand entirely. I, again, I may open up my bid caps a little bit more, especially if I I'm just, if I really need to learn as much as I need to figure anything else out, because just in the earliest, earliest days of a brand, you may just want to guarantee more spend, even at a lower return kind of see what happens. That might be what I would do, but it wouldn't take me very long to set my bid caps at my true target and just go from there. So yeah, I wouldn't make major changes because of that. All right, Robert uh, from uh, Perform Adapted, I believe is the name of the company. Robert asks, number one, is there a way to have both vid caps and, uh, bid caps and auto bids work on the same ad account? I sort of addressed that earlier, so I'll kind of leave that there. The answer is yes, sort of, but I don't prefer it possible. Um, and then suggest the same um, question around how would you transition from 100% auto bids to 100% bid cap account? Uh, let's say a thousand dollar a day spend. So let's let's take that example. A thousand dollar a day spend. Um, how do you go from 100% auto bids to to a bid cap account? What I might do is start at $500 a day auto bid, $500 a day bid cap, and then tick the auto bid down from there as long as I'm spending. Uh, I might even go 250 auto bid. And it's possible for a brand like that. I may flip the whole thing over to bid cap from day one. Because again, it's not so much spend that you're going to pile up that many purchases per ad set. Uh, and I may want to have some consideration for that. But there you go. And then the question, do you separate different SKUs on the campaign level or the ad set level? Again, kind of answered this already, but this, this gets at um, uh, what I basically think here is, is I don't care that much. Uh, ultimately, I like having things in, in consolidated one campaign wherever possible. SKUs for sure, separated ad set level for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, but the campaign level, I don't care. You know, my friends at Kinship, they run a million campaigns. Like they just, everything is a new campaign, one ad set per campaign, et cetera. And, and they run their cost caps and that's, it's not exactly how I would do things, but I think um, it's perfectly fine. I care more that you run bid caps, that you separate SKUs at the ad set level than I do about the exact account structure and setup. Because ultimately, as long as you're broad targeting, as long as you have your bid caps, you're going to be able to hopefully get your spend through as long as it's profitable, which is kind of the goal for the whole point of this, okay? Khalid Alamri asks, how do you test new creatives by using bid controls? And my answer to this is to go listen to my whole episode I did about this. So I actually won't, I actually won't even revisit this. Go, go check out the show notes, creative testing strategy uh, episode that I did where I, it's, I think it's called my exact creative testing strategy. Um, I did a whole episode. Yeah, my exact creative testing method for meta ads. I did a whole episode about this. Go check it out. It's in the show notes. Um, the short, short, short answer is that I bid cap my creative tests just like I do everything else. I run them against my auto, my auto creative in the same campaign. And ultimately, that allows meta to scale the winners and push down the losers, which is what I wanted to do. All right. Kevin Thompson. At what increments do you set your budget over your bid or cost cap relative to lowest cost. For example, is the budget set three to four times higher than your auto bid would be, he says. And so basically, like, how high do you set your budget for your bid cap or cost cap relative to your lowest cost? Well, this is tricky. Some people are very worried that if you run bid caps or cost caps, you are like and have a very high budget. Let's say, let's say you're spending $1,000 a day auto bid, um, and then you set a budget of $10,000 per day with your bid caps. Now, the reason you would do that is because you want to give bid caps or cost caps even 
the freedom to scale up spend where there's opportunity. Let's say you have a new ad hit and you go to bed and the next day and the next morning it just starts spending because it's just crushing. You don't want to miss any time. And so, um, and so, you know, leaving some budget room on top is a good idea. Some people are very worried that your, your spend is going to go really, really crazy and ultimately, you know, sort of like spend a bunch of really bad money. If you are, are experienced, if your bid caps are in the right place, I'm not very worried about this. I've seen this happen basically one time ever on millions and millions and millions of dollars of ad spend. I've seen about, like I said, five to $10,000 worth of ad spend that was overspent on a bid cap that didn't perform right. So it's, it's not really a problem in the aggregate. And I'm even lobbying Meta to say like, you should pay me this money back because this is your machine's fault, not my fault. But we'll see if they do anything. But anyway, so I just don't see this as like a major problem ultimately that needs to be really dealt with. So ultimately, I don't care. As long as your budget is significantly higher than what you've been spending each day, that way your bid caps have room to scale up with opportunity, then there you go. The reason I love bid caps, the reason I'm talking about it in this episode is because I care so much about the bottom line of my business and the bottom line of any e-commerce business. That is what I am organizing all of my advice around on this show is how to build your business for maximum enterprise value. And the basis for the enterprise value of your business is the bottom line. One of the key principles I talk about all the time for generating a business that is highly profitable and therefore highly valuable is keeping your OPEX low as a percentage of revenue. That means higher personnel, staffing, all those things. It's really, really indeed to see not that hard to run a lean business, relatively speaking, relative to other business models. And it can be done not only by keeping your team lean, but by hiring incredible talent in the Philippines, where there are amazing e-commerce professionals who are come at a much cheaper salary than hiring those same people in the US. And yet, I'm not just talking about like $5 an hour VAs here. I'm talking about amazing professionals where you can give them a salary that is better than competitive salaries for them in the Philippines. That means you win and they win and you attract incredible talent and you should do that with my friends at More Staffing. More Staffing uh, has helped me build my business and I've recommended them to multiple people. I just talked to a friend the other day who I first recommended them to who is now up to like nine or 10 members of his team from the Philippines. Like seriously, they are amazing at uh, recruiting onboarding, training, coaching, great English speaking talent in the Philippines for all areas of your e-commerce business. I love my team that I work with. They've been an incredible addition. You will love them too. Go to morenow.co. If you are thinking about expanding your team in any way, any part of your e-commerce team, really any part of the business, go to morenow.co, tell them I sent you, uh, and you will find amazing talent while protecting your bottom line. In fact, while seeking to grow your bottom line. All right, next question due from Rishab Bohara. I'm almost certain I'm uh, pronouncing your name wrong. Sorry about that. Do you ever turn off ads or ad sets in your mega CBO bid cap campaign? What if they spend above the cap over a reasonable amount of time? And, and so this references the fact that generally speaking, I try not to turn off ad sets almost ever or ads almost ever uh, because I am letting the bid cap decide how much to spend for me. And sometimes an ad that isn't spending for a while will pick up spend later. Sometimes an ad that spends a lot will come down later. But question is, is there a point at which essentially you believe the bid caps are not working correctly because they are uh, the, the ads keep spending over your target over a long enough period of time? And the answer to that question for me is yes, I have seen this. And as I've referenced in this episode, it has happened to me fairly recently, but it happens so rarely that uh, I don't really worry about it. So yeah, so I have seen this occasionally. And sometimes I'll also turn off an ad or an ad set 
if it is just not spending at all for a really long period of time, and I just want to stop dealing with changing the bid caps on it occasionally, if you know the AOV changes or if there's a different offer change or whatever, I just don't want to manage it, something like that. And so that's the that's the situations in which I'll do that. But generally speaking, I really don't turn off ads or ads. That's very often at all. And if an ad is um, is spending and getting me a return that's worse than my bid cap, it has to really be doing that for a long period of time before I, I'm like really ready to turn it off. Most of the time, I just will not do that uh, because, um, you know, it, it, and people also think about this as a spend issue when really it's about a number of purchases. So they'll they'll think like, if it spends a thousand dollars, you know, if it spends ten thousand dollars, then and it and your performance is coming in worse than your bid cap is set at, then what do you do? Well, a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars are really different, first of all. But secondly, it's really about how many purchases. A thousand dollars with fifty purchases is really different than a thousand dollars with five purchases. Not so much because the bid cap can't learn at a thousand dollars, but because you're still really in small sample land at that point. And even at fifty purchases, you might be in small sample land. So um, so yeah, so it's really, really rare that I do it. What I would probably do first is lower my bid cap if if it's happening too much, because a lot of times if the if the machine learning is spending on it, it's some kind of a good sign about the performance of the ad. So if I'm really feeling nervous about it, then I'll lower the bid cap a little bit. But mostly I try to stay away from tinkering in those kinds of ways. Mostly I just don't see this being a real problem. And this represents what people's maybe biggest concern about bid caps is that they like the idea a lot of being able to have Meta only spend your money when it's going to work, but they think it's not going to work. They think that the tool doesn't work very well. As uh, my friend Jess Bachman, who I met, you know, had the first question on this episode, referenced one time, you know, bid caps will only spend your money if it works is what it says on the can. Like, and that's a good, that's a good joke, basically. It's a good way of saying it. it's like people are concerned about this not actually doing the thing that it says it's going to do. In my experience, that's pretty rare. Um, nor especially actually normally, I think that it under that if there's going to be a challenger, it's an underspend problem. And usually it's because I'm not getting enough purchases in the ad set to do that. And I need to switch over to seven day click from one day click, etc. That is probably the biggest thing I would do. And maybe the thing I'm shifting my own position on the most is that um, I tend to optimize for one day click on almost everything across the board. Most of my uh, clients, they want to get somebody to buy right now, you know, and so even if the uh, consideration cycle might be a little longer. I'm optimizing for one day click, but then I have an eye on the behavior of the customer for that one day. So I'm sort of um, setting my bid cap relative to a projected behavior after that one day that I can measure. But I'm starting to think more about pushing more more ads towards uh, seven day click optimization, purely so that those ad sets get more purchases piling up in the uh, purchase window that they want to, um, in the purchase window, that will help the ad set stay out of learning. So there you go. All right, uh, Kushal Shah asks, how do you plan or stick to a client's monthly ad spend budget? With, but, with bid caps and an inflated budget, spend can go crazy. I get it usually only spends on the volume that's there to capture that upside, but it's not always that straightforward. This is another great question. It, really, the question is like, if you have, if, if, what if the client has, is really aimed at spending a very particular budget? then how do you keep within that budget? And here my answer is this really depends on the client. So um, for most clients, what I'm going to actually, I, first of all, in D2C, I rarely deal with a client who thinks about their ad budget that way. Instead, what typically happens is they're either underspending a goal and they're going to be stuck with too much inventory or they're overspending a goal and they're burning through inventory too fast. And so the constraint on the spend and, and the sort of external factor that's dictating how much I can spend is really about cash management in inventory more than it is about, you know, hey, we had this budget, you need to spend it. 
And so in those, if I do have a, a client who's thinking more in sort of a traditional budget way, in that case, I'm going to do my best to tell them to not think that way. I'm going to say, you just shouldn't think about your business this way. If I can spend twice as much and you have the inventory to support it and I can do that at or under your CAC, yes, you need to plan your cash. You need to think about all the other things in your business that are related to that, operational issues related to your 3PL. Are, you gonna, are they going to charge you overages if you go way over your forecast, your own warehouse? Are you staffed to fulfill those things? All kinds of questions like that operationally to support uh, a massive increase in performance. But assuming those things are all sorted out, and most times my experience is that when operators see that they can spend more money than they thought and they can generate more, more uh, profit than they thought, they are very happy to go try to solve those problems in order to make it so that I can keep spending. Okay. So, um, so if I am overspending a client's budget because the performance is good, my, my way of handling that is simply to lower my bid caps. And so essentially what I'm doing is saying, I want Meta to take higher efficiency on less volume. That's what I'm doing. So if my bid cap goes from $100 to $80. It's going to constrain the spend, but it's also going to do that while increasing the efficiency. It's going to increase my ROAS, right? Lower my CAC. So, so that's the way I would typically handle that. Now, the, the exception to this is larger, more enterprise type clients who are more concerned about, you know, they, they have a budget that's preset to spend. They can't really function in that way. They're just not as nimble as smaller brands. In that case, I actually might just go to an auto budget. It's probably not the best way to allocate your money. I get that. Um, you know, there, there's maybe some ways you'd handle that. Frankly, I don't deal with a lot of those because it's not my preferred kind of client to work with. It's just my favorite work is with, you know, smaller entrepreneurs who are building the thing themselves. But that's probably the way I would handle that. I'm just, if, if the main thing that a client wants is to, to deploy a fixed amount of budget, then this is a case where bid caps are not the best tool. You may still try to manage that by running something like bid caps. That way you get a weekend increase in spend versus a, you know, a weekdays, a smaller amount of spend, et cetera. But if there, you know, I may just go to an auto budget at that point. Now, even that meta these days is saying, hey, we might spend 75% more of your budget than usual uh, if the performance is good, basically, you know, at peak periods, et cetera. So that can still be a, a challenge in some ways or another. And so I may run bid caps and just watch this really closely, manage it really closely, et cetera. The other thing that can be a really big help here is sort of forecasting and weekly reporting in a way that, um, and maybe even daily reporting if it's important enough for the client, in a way where you've got clear budget and clear pacing that you need to hit. And then you just sort of manage spend according to that. And if you do that daily and you're, you're adjusting your bid caps based on that spend volume more than on sort of pure efficiency plays, then it can, uh, that can work really, really well. So that's the way I would think about it. Ray Lee asks, in what situations have you ever felt like cost caps worked better for a company than bid caps? Not many is my answer to this. I actually will tell you that I basically don't understand the point of cost caps. I don't know why people do this, except because maybe it's slightly easier to manage because it's managing to an average. I just don't really know what the point is. That's the truth of it. When I, I believe Meta's attribution is basically close to right. It's not exactly right, but it's close to right. And if I want to make an adjustment to that, then let's say I say, oh, Meta's underreporting by 5%, 10%, whatever. Meta's almost never overreporting if you're based on a click-based attribution model. And so, and so in that case, I would just say, like, run, tell, tell Meta, uh, okay, if, that, if, if you're telling me basically what's true about the return that I want, I have a CAC target to get, I want to be at or under that target, and I don't want to subsidize bad spend with good spend. You know, I don't want to take, I don't want to go to a situation in which um, spending a cost cap will allow, will go and get customer over my CAC target. The, there's a name for that and it's called a cost center, 
when if you have a CAC target based on the unit economics in your business, then any dollar you spend above that CAC target is a cost center, assuming that your CAC target is set that way. Now, now some people might say, yeah, well, what if you want to spend more aggressively or whatever? And I say, fine, rate the bid cap. That's fine. But don't do this thing where you allow Meta to sort of, as it says, dynamically bid above your average that you've set in order to go get net out the average in the end. That really doesn't make any sense to me. I don't really understand the point. And actually, one of, this is like the most Meta conspiracy theory I get. There are like so many nudges that Meta gives you to use cost caps instead of bid caps, but none of them say that your performance will be more efficient or you'll get more, vol- more volume at the same efficiency. They're all pushing you to, you know, like, like, for example, if you're if you have an ad set that is out of learning and is set on a bid, it will note you it will note to you that you are quote bid limited. And I have had clients ask me, why does this ad set say I'm bid limited? What does that mean? Well, what it means is meta is constraining your spend based off of your bid, i.e. the tool is doing exactly what you asked to do, right? So and it will tell you sometimes, you know, I've even seen recently where it like, it will force you when you duplicate an ad set, it will default you in the cost caps instead of bid caps, because it says, oh, you'll get more volume. But it doesn't say you'll get more volume at the same efficiency or a better efficiency. It, in fact, it, it doesn't work that way. So um, there's all there's like an extra step to use a bid cap instead of a instead of a cost cap. Bid cap is buried on the bottom of the selection. All the only reason I can think of this is that it's like one of the best ways for Meta to hide some bad spend that still piles up for them as money in their pocket. Uh, I normally think Meta's incentives are very much aligned with yours as an advertiser, and I'm not much of a Meta conspiracy theorist like this. I, I think Meta. Reports pretty well, reports very accurately. The tool mostly works. I think they're trying hard to serve advertisers because what they realize is that when you spend your money on Meta's platform and it produces a good outcome for your business, you'll spend more money on their platform and that's ultimately the way for them to make the most money. But this is one of those cases where I just really don't understand why you would use a cost cap over cap, assuming that you believe Meta's attribution is pretty much close to correct. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And if you, um, unless you really, really, really are saying you want an average and you're, and you're willing to spend a little bit above that average at times as a way to sort of keep your spend a little more aggressive and keep warming the top of the funnel or something, I guess you could do it that way. But otherwise, I don't see much of the point. So let's see, we've got a few more here. Let me check them. Uh, okay, Ben Mendelson asks, what do you do when your CPA is 4x, which you've sent your cost caps at over the past seven days? Uh, I'm assuming you mean bid caps, but maybe cost caps as well. Essentially, what do you do in that situation? I've, I've talked about this a little bit in this episode already, but the other thing I'll say is just um, the way this question is framed is probably the wrong way to look at it. So what do you do when your CPA is 4X, which you've set your cost caps at over the past seven days? Well, I don't really care about seven days. I care about dollars spent and purchases acquired and purchases lined up because seven days could mean $1,000 for somebody and it could mean four purchases. And so I don't know. I don't know what Ben's business is like. I don't really have an idea. But in that case, I would say I wouldn't do anything. You just are in a small sample at that point. Uh, it's possible they're running ASC with cost caps here, which I've seen be pretty pretty volatile when I've uh, run ASC for clients. I'm not a big ASC fan at this point. I don't really see the point of it, but uh, that's kind of a discussion for another day. Um, but yeah, that's the way that I would think about this. Is like I would just look at it and say I I don't um, I don't think you're thinking about this right in terms of a time period. I would think about it as an amount of spend. The lower your spend, the smaller the sample, the more fluctuation there will be. The analogy I always use here is if you flip a coin. 10 times, you know, it's very rare that you get 10 heads. It's very rare, but it could happen. But if you do 100 sets of 10 coin flips, you're going to have, I think, you know, five of those are going to come up or three of those or something like that. I forget what the exact math is, but they're going to come up, you know, nine heads, one tails or nine tails, one heads. And I think it's all, it's like 25% come up five and five. And so the point is the smaller the sample, the more volatility there is 
in these, even though the larger in the larger sample, it will work out to being something like 50 50 heads and tails uh, over that over the course of that larger sample. And so sample size is more concerning to me is, is the bigger issue to me spend volume purchase volume than than actual number of days. All right, brew Sawa asked the question be interested in, I'd be interested in how you restart an ad set that started to slide down on spend. Do you clone and add new creative drop new creative into existing or what? Essentially, what happens when you have an ad set that's not spending as much as, as you could before? Well, if you're running bid caps, what I'd say is the bid cap is doing exactly what you asked it to do if the performance is going to be worse. My short answer to this is I would generate new creative. I wouldn't go try to revive the ad set. I would go launch new creative into the ad set. And I'd keep an eye on things like seasonality and some of that. It's possible that your performance is getting worse in a way that has nothing to do with your ads. But that's just that the seasonal trend in your business is what it is. And so you have to start planning your business for that seasonal trend. And that might mean product development to go address the down seasons. It might mean cash management to, to go bigger. You know, I've seen all kinds of crazy examples of this. You think of an extreme holiday brand, right? Like uh, their February is going to be really different than their November. And so they need to plan their business according to those. And you can try to fight that or you can try to lean into it. There's all kinds of ways to handle it. But assuming it's none of those factors, my answer is I wouldn't do anything. I would launch new ads into a new ad set and see if I can beat it. And I would trust that the bid cap is doing exactly what you asked it to do by constraining spend that isn't working. All right. Let's go to Riz uh, at RizDTC asks, do bid caps look at the conversion rate of the store or the conversion rate of the campaign? If it's by the store, how do I set up campaigns where the countries I'm targeting have different CBR rates? If it's by campaigns, will separating CBOs by countries solve that? So by the store or by the campaign? Bid caps are feeding, are responding not to anything on either your store or your campaign. They're responding to your ad set. And so, uh, you know, I think there may be some information stored at the pixel level, but ultimately uh, it's by the ad set. And so if as your ad set launches, uh, it may have some kind of regression built into the broader conversion rate of your total account. Uh, but basically what I would say here is uh, launch your new ad sets to different uh, areas. And if there's going to be a massive conversion rate difference in different locations, then you may want to target locations differently, or you may just want to assume that's part of the broad targeting you're going to build internationally and, um, and trust meta to sort of distribute to the best opportunity in those places. So yeah, it, the, 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 the conversion rate optimization is going to happen at the ad set level, as far as I understand it. And therefore, you're going to get feedback at that level. Okay, Bernie is in the arena asks, what percent do you set bid and cost cap over CPA. Understand you want to set it higher, but 10% for cost caps, 20% for bid caps, or do you want even more room? My answer, so essentially like above your current CPA target, how high do you set your caps? My answer is I don't build my caps based on my actual CPA in platform. I set my caps based on my unit economics. So uh, I understand what the value of a customer is to me. If I have, let's say I have a brand that's uh, got 65 points of margin, and has 400% LTV in a year, something like that. Well, I might set my bid caps to take a first order loss and make my money on the LTV. If I have a brand that has 80 points of margin and 10% LTV, then I have to make all my money on acquisition and I want to set my caps to generate more contribution margin for me on first purchase. And ultimately, I would ladder all those back, ideally to a cohort-based forecast model where I've forecasted out what my business will look like. So I've sort of designed my business. I've designed my P&L. And, and this cohort forecast model would include, I'll send a link to some of my information about that. But this cohort forecast model would include in uh, the model everything in my business. So I'd forecast my entire P&L and I would, I would look at, okay, 
how am I doing based off of uh, not only my ad spend, but how is this business going to look based off of my uh, entire business? Forecast my OPEX, forecast my COGS, all those things. Give me an outcome. And then my spend plan, my CAC, my advertising plan is part of my broader business plan. All right. And that then becomes the way that I think about what happens in my business overall. That's going to um, factor in things like, like I said, your LTV, uh, factor in your margin, all those kinds of things. And that's going to help you visualize what your bottom line, the bottom line of your business is going to look like. You may want to take, for example, depending on your business, more margin um, at less volume. You may want to take more volume with less margin as a percentage, but increase the outcome. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to think about this. But that's the way I would, I would start with business design, think about P&L design, think about cohort forecasting, and then go from there and then build my bid caps off of that. It wouldn't really be about what my actual performance in platform is. And I think this is the last question today. Let's see, from Dom, uh, at Dom 1997. What steps do you take when an ad set is spending full budget at CPA over the bid cap? Usually happens on bad days, but defeats the purpose of a bid cap. So the reason Dom's question is not the same as other questions I've gotten here about like sort of what happens if over seven days you get this. Dom asks the question, what on a bad day, what happens when your when your ad set spends the full budget over your bid cap? Okay. Well, my, uh, you know, he says again, he says usually happens on bad days. That notion usually happens on bad days is the mistake in this question. The idea that like you would have a bad day. So so the point is. Think about what forecasting does. Forecasting is giving you a probabilistic outcome that will get better over a larger sample size. So a quote unquote bad day, depending on your sample size, may be a decent amount of purchases. You might even have 40 purchases at one point, and that still might be over your bid cap target, and that would ca can't constitute your quote unquote bad day. Well, if that happens, uh, all right, well, then what would I do? I would do nothing. As long as my bid cap is set correctly, relative to my uh, targets and all those things, generally speaking, assuming there's no weird extenuating circumstance, I would, I would do nothing because probabilistic forecasting by definition is not going to be correct all the time in terms of the actual outcome. It's not going to be that precise, it, but it's going to be the best way possible to make decisions because the alternative to that is I get in there with my brain and I start meddling. I start making decisions. Oh gosh, the bid caps, I, I got I had too much spend today. It came in over my CAC target and has a bad day. And so what should I do? I should lower, lower my budget you know, or I should lower my bid cap or something. No, no, that's not the way to think about this. The way to think about this instead is keep letting the probabilistic forecasting machine make probabilistic forecasts, which are going to be a much better pre uh, future predictor than you are, and trust that in the long term, they're going to work out. It's the coin flip analogy again. Any given one set of coin flips has a pretty broad range of outcomes, but 100 sets of 10 coin flips is going to generally produce 50-50 heads and tails over the total, over the total sample set. Um, you just have to keep remembering probabilistic forecasting is a much better way to make decisions about the future than your brain. And don't worry about a quote unquote bad day because a bad day really might mean nothing at all. All right. Okay. So I have one last question here and I'll do that. And it's similar to some other questions, but I think, I think maybe some slight differences at red symbol says when one must run both auto bid and bid cap campaigns is a solution to create two different ad accounts. One for the bid caps and another for everything else. Will that prevent the cannibalization you discuss in the hidden place where your business is losing tons of money? Which is an episode I did earlier. I wouldn't do that. I would not run two ad accounts. And the reason is really simple is that I believe that Meta is pretty accurate in its, uh, in its attribution, as I've said before. And so I just don't want to do anything that's going to screw up my ability to manage my attribution in Meta. If I run two ad accounts, 
it's going to just throw off how meta measures absolutely everything that's happening in a way that is ultimately not going to be very helpful for my business. So no, I would not do that. I, I think if you have to run auto budget budgets for some reason, then you just have to run auto budgets for some reason. It may make this tool less effective. If there's a third extenuating circumstance that I'm not thinking, it's kind of that simple. All right, there you have it. An episode of Just Question and Answer. I had a lot of fun doing that. I hope that you have to give me some feedback on that. It was too much in the weeds. It was too detailed. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff referenced in that episode that are all in the show notes, of course. Go get the cohort forecast. You you can get my unit economic sheet as well. Those things are all on my website. And just go out there and you'll be able to get that in those documents from my email pop-up. I don't even have a newsletter, so I'm going to ask for your email address to give you those things. But I promise I'm not going to spam you with all kinds of stuff. That's the way to get those free resources. So you can set your bid caps according to your unit economics. You can also build a cohort model forecast for your business. And hopefully that will help you a lot. If you would like another AMA, another question and answer episode, I'd love to do it. Please email me your questions, podcast at ajfgrowth.com uh, or hit me up on Twitter at Andrew J. Ferris is the place to find me there. And if you have follow-ups to this episode, I'd love to hear from you about any of that stuff too. Of course, I'd love if you'd rate or review. I'd love if you would send this episode to a friend if it was helpful for you, maybe it will be helpful to them they're in our space as well. And don't forget, if you are expanding your team to look in the Philippines for incredible talent with my friends at More Staffing, who will help you. They've helped me build my business. They've been an incredible partner to me, to be honest with you. And I would love to recommend them to you. Get them set up. If you have questions about that, you can email me, podcast.hfgrowth.com. I'd love to help you think about whether or not that's the right solution for you. And I will be honest with you if I do not think it is. All right, that is everything. I've got great, great, great episodes coming up. I've got uh, Juryu coming up uh, from Hero Cosmetics had an incredible, massive business outcome for her. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars exit from her business. I've got a really good opening the books episode coming up. I've been uh, talking about that one for a while, but the point is you should subscribe. There's just great episodes coming. You're going to like them. More solo episodes, the whole thing. Thanks so much for listening. You get the idea. I'll see you next time.